Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone listening in different time zones. Welcome back to my podcast, Living Freely, by me, Gabby. And today's episode is about lessons that I learned in my sophomore year that I will be taking with me into my junior year. This is my second podcast episode, and I'm very excited to record another one because each time I record, it feels like each episode gets more exciting. I'm starting with the life update. So... It's been two weeks since my last podcast, and for the first week, I was football managing from 9 to 12, which was very exhausting, but it got me in the routine of waking up early for school, and then I attended a football scrimmage, but after the football scrimmage, I started to not feel well, and I had a cold, so I've been out of commission for like the past week, but it gave me time to work on my summer math packet and my summer reading work, but it just also allowed me to be able to get rest because I have not been sleeping well for the past few months since it has been a very, very busy time. But now that I am not sick anymore, I've been doing a lot and this week will be very busy because I will be going to the fair, I will be going to the diner, and I'm getting my laptop battery and phone battery replaced. But that's kind of irrelevant. So right now I will start with the quote. And the first quote I have is, A new school year means new beginnings, new adventures, and new challenges, and that is by Denise Wither. This is important because everyone is starting a new year, whether it's at a new school or the same place, but each year brings new challenges and something different that you will either enjoy, dislike, but in the end, it will all teach you something. The next quote I have is, Your age doesn't define your maturity. Your grades don't define your ability. And what people say about you doesn't define who you are. And that is by Nikki Gumbel. I relate to this quote because oftentimes I seek academic validation and I believe that my grades do define my ability. But in the end, it's really just a number on a piece of paper. And as I go on in my podcast, I want everyone to keep those in the back of their minds and also think about those as we start this new school year. To start, I'm going to give a glimpse of my sophomore year. To be honest, it was difficult, especially considering that it was my first normal school year after COVID, and I started taking, like, really hard courses. Since freshman year, I only took three honors courses, but sophomore year, I took all honors and all APs, which was very, very difficult. Since honors courses and AP courses require a lot of work, I started to get tons of migraines, Because I was just spending like all my time doing homework and other work. I started to not talk to people as much. And I was just like just stressed out. And it wasn't really enjoyable. But until like maybe March or April. I started to figure it out. And started to be able to learn how to balance my social life. My outside life and my school life. So this junior year. I'm looking forward to restarting. And not making it feel like my sophomore year. I'm also looking forward to taking the lessons I learned from sophomore year into my junior year. So we're going to start with one of the lessons I've learned. I kind of touched on this when I gave a glimpse of my sophomore year. But one of the first things that I learned was that school cannot be your whole life. My whole life was school around the fall and winter. And I remember feeling like I was drowning myself in everything academic, like I was not thinking about anything outside of academics. It was always MX plus B equals Y or did Napoleon do this or that? And like, honestly, yeah, they're important, but you can't always think about that. It wasn't healthy for me because as I previously stated, I developed migraines and I started to neglect the other things and people around me. 
especially like my hobbies because my life was dedicated to school so I had to learn that no matter what is going on in a stressful situation you have to be able to carve out time for yourself so towards April March I started to set aside a time where I could have all my work done by so usually it was like 9 30 or 10 so then I could do other things outside of school or I could have that extra hour to watch a show or on the weekends I could hang out with my friends and it took a lot of time management but I was able to do things outside of school that I appreciated and things that I needed because you need a social life you can't just be focused on one thing like your whole life can't be academics your whole life can't be athletics you need things outside of that to like kind of subside the stress of that or like subside like the amount of work it takes to be able to invest yourself in those activities since I had to learn time management last year another lesson that I had to learn was how to manage my time because I procrastinate a lot but last year I started making lists for each day of things that like needed to get done basically a to-do list and also if I had a project that was due on Friday I would break it down into little assignments on my to-do list so that everything would be finished by Friday and so that I wouldn't have to do all the work on Thursday night and that's very helpful because like it relieves a lot of stress so Thursday night you have more time to focus on your other assignments instead of focusing on that one assignment because spending time focusing on one assignment takes away from the time that you could have spent focusing on other assignments which leads to more stress and you're staying up late losing sleep going to school the next day being cranky and so on it just piles on and like once you put an end to the procrastination you finally are able to do more things like it's a cycle it's bad and I probably will start another podcast episode on this But you have to end that cycle for you to actually be able to live your life and do other things. Sometimes there weren't always big projects. Sometimes there were a lot of small homework assignments. But in those times, instead of stressing and freaking out, I would spend that time writing out a schedule of each thing I was going to accomplish and how long it would take for me to accomplish. So basically, in simpler terms, I made a schedule. I know a lot of people listening probably still struggle with schedules because now that phones are a thing, like instead of following our schedule, you want to look at our phones or TikTok or Instagram or answer our friends. But I got this app called Flora, which worked really well for me because basically it's this app where you set a timer and it disables your phone like you're not supposed to use your phone at all. And if you try to exit out of the app, they send you a reminder and they're like, go back or else you won't be able to plant a tree. In the app, you have a whole garden and you're trying to plant all these trees on different continents. And if you don't achieve it, then you won't plant a tree. But the trees are actually pretty cool. Like it sounds kind of dumb, but it's actually pretty cool. And I enjoyed it a lot. It gave me like momentum to keep going. So I would recommend that app for anyone who needs it. But there are also other apps. Like there are a lot of study apps online. But I'm just saying Flora worked really well for me because I've tried a lot of other ones and they didn't really work. But Flora was spot on. Another piece of advice I have, which I also previously stated, is the more time you spend stressing is the more time you will be stressed. So when I was stressed about school, I would mope in my feelings and not think about a solution and just continue to stress myself out. But by spending more time being stressed, that meant I had less time to get work done, which then led to more stress. Because oftentimes, if you spend time being stressed and moping in your feelings, you won't have time to do other things or your mind will be closed-minded. But you need a positive mindset to be able to go and finish a long assignment or go and finish like 10 homework assignments. So by spending more time being stressed, you're decreasing the amount of time you have to do work or you're increasing the amount of time you have to stay up late 
get that work done, and then wake up next morning, be tired, go to school, be stressed. Like, it's just a constant cycle, and you don't really want to feel that. So I had to learn that as soon as I get stressed, I have to compartmentalize my feelings, write out a schedule, and then allow myself to get everything done. Because if I wouldn't, then my feelings would just be all over the place. I wouldn't be able to do my work, and it was just a lot to be able to handle all at once, especially while I'm experiencing stress. So learning how to compartmentalize is very important because if you don't learn how to do that, your homework is going to spiral out of control. Trust me, I can tell you that. Another thing was that I've never experienced burnout up until this year. And I remember in about March, not March, it didn't really start in March. It started in like November, but it ended in March. But I remember feeling so exhausted and run down due to the school year because I had so much work and I had migraines and it was just a lot. And it took me some time to get out of that funk because you don't really think you'll experience burnout since I'm like one of those people who drives on academics like I love academics I never thought that I would experience burnout from academics because it's something that I love but it was hard for me to deal with honestly and it made me think like do I want to become a doctor do I want to do like these hard things that require school but I recovered from my burnout luckily and here is my piece of advice during burnout even though you do have work don't work your hardest during that time Work enough to the point where you can still rebound them, but don't work to the point where you're still exhausted and you're still feeling that madness because then it'll just keep continuing up until summer and you don't really want to feel that. I had to take time for myself like from December to March where my grades weren't the best, but they were like at a point where I could rebound them at the end of the year and I could still get A's. But I didn't let myself like overwork myself because at that point it was just too much. And honestly, sometimes if you really want a good piece of advice, sometimes like when you're studying so much for a test, your grade won't always be what you want it to be. You can overstudy to the point where you get to the test and you don't even know what you're talking about. Like that has happened to me so many times. So honestly, during burnout, not studying the hardest you need to study, it's okay. It's fine. It's not like it's necessary to study your max 24-7 because when you're at your max 24-7 that's just burnout right away personally I could have stopped my burnout before it happened by taking more time for myself but burnout helped me hit rock bottom to the point where I realized that I needed to make personal changes in my life like as I stated I needed a social life I needed things to do outside of academics and I was stopping myself from doing that and after burnout I remember all of April like I was doing something every weekend with all my friends and I just learned how to manage my time and it helped me a lot this piece of advice isn't necessarily academic but it is social wise and I'm going to start with a story not really a story but some background So freshman year, we were still in our COVID era. We weren't able to sit in the cafeteria. We weren't able to do certain things. But sophomore year was kind of like the beginning of high school, as I previously stated. And I kind of had to branch out, talk to new people, especially since our high school numbers increased by a lot. While I was branching out, like I was always scared that people were going to judge me. But I had to realize that people are going to judge you regardless of what you do and how you do it. I might have thought I was being so cool by wearing these certain pairs of shoes. I don't know. Like, that's just an example. But there are certain people that are going to love those shoes. And then there are certain people going to judge those shoes. So why do you care what people are going to think about you if whatever you do, there is going to be judgment? And also, like, 
humans are not made to like everyone so if humans are not made to like everyone and you specifically don't like some certain people then why do you expect everyone else to like you like it's just not going to happen it's not realistic and I had to learn that because I was always so scared of what people thought of me but then I was just like why do I care because some people are going to love it some people are going to hate it but I'm going to appreciate the people that love it in the end I had to learn that you can't always expect people to like you. Like, that's not an expectation that's normal. The expectation is that you should like yourself. Like, you don't need other people to satisfy what you want, what you feel, and how you feel about yourself. First of all, if you feel like that, then you need to start with yourself and focus on you and look at why you are so self-conscious. But there is no reason why you should be relying on what other people think of you. Because at the end of the day, it's either going to hurt or help you. A lot of times it'll help you. Sometimes it'll hurt you. But why does it matter? Because at the end of the day, you're still standing. You're still you. They're still them. They're in their lane. You're in your lane. And at the end of the day, like, why does it matter? There's no one on this planet that is liked by everyone. You know you don't like certain people. So why does everyone have to like you? Like, Taylor Swift isn't liked by everyone. Drake isn't liked by everyone. So why do you have to be liked by everyone? And think about it. Like, these are big mainstream celebrities who have millions of followers. But at the same time, they have millions of haters. But yeah, that took a while for me to realize. And lastly, this is very important because I seek academic validation all the time. But good grades are good, but they do not, do not determine your worth. Your worth comes from who you are, how you act, and it doesn't come from a number on a piece of paper. And if there is one thing I wish I could have told myself during sophomore year, it's that your grades will not always be what you want them to be. So don't find validation in them. You can stay up all night studying for one test, the next day go in, bomb it. And then you'll be like, oh, why did I study all that time? And like, you just spiral and like, you don't need that validation because good grades don't determine who you are. Also, sometimes people say grades are dependent on how much work you put in. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's not. Like, as previously stated, you can study so long for a test and you can still bomb it. So, validation does not come from grades because they are not a measure of anything. Find validation in yourself, but don't find it in grades or find it in what people think of you or find it in, like, other things, because school is not for that. School will tear you down, and it'll make you not feel good, and I think that's normal, but you have to find validation in yourself before you find academic validation and validation from others, because you won't get that up until you find validation in yourself. As I am actually recording this, I just thought of another lesson that I learned last year. I would tell myself to not be afraid to ask for help. At the beginning of the year, I didn't want to ask for help or I was scared to ask questions about things that I didn't understand because I didn't want to seem dumb. But as I started asking those questions, things made more sense and I was happier with the results that came out in tests and other assignments. You're not dumb for asking a question. Like, there's probably someone else in the room with the same question as you. So if you ask it, like, you're helping other people. It's not just you that you're helping. So ask the question because at the end of the day, you're getting the help. Other people are getting the help and it's helping everyone. So this year, I want everyone to remember that it's a new start, a fresh start. Forget last year and remember that this year you have what it takes to do well in school. School does not determine who you are. In fact, some of the people who make the most money didn't even do well in high school. So, if school isn't your thing, so be it. But go in with a positive attitude and the mindset that you got it. This is the end of my second episode, and as this school year starts, I want everyone to write a letter to themselves for this school year 
that includes your aspirations, goals, and lessons that you will be taking with you into this new year and cherish it. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please give it a five star and subscribe to my podcast and be sure to listen to the next episode that will come out in two weeks. Good luck at school. Goodbye, everyone.